Hello, and welcome to another chapter of Traveling on Lime Kiln Pike with your host, Bryant Powell. In today's chapter, I want to talk about an out-of-nowhere, once-in-a-lifetime experience I had when I was 20 years old, being invited to the headquarters where thousands of United States Olympians trained to make their dreams come true to go to the Summer Olympics in Colorado Springs, Colorado. To listen to more Traveling Online Kiln Pipe podcasts, please like and subscribe. We are on all platforms where podcasts can be listened to. Now, let me tell you about Chapter 20, Colorado Springs, Colorado. So what brought me to Colorado Springs in the summer of 2008 as a 20-year-old? In my undergraduate past at Penn State, I wanted to get into the sports world, either be in the production side or being a sports management side. It was a passion of mine into which I eventually got that passion working for the National Basketball Association. But at 20 years old, I still didn't have those connections yet. So how did this go into how it got to Colorado Springs? Well, in my sophomore year, I actually applied as a part of the United States Olympic Committee's FLAME program, Future Leaders and Minorities Everywhere, that really stresses the importance of teaching underrepresented people how to be leaders in the sports industry, specifically uh, with amateur sports. So when I was... My, in my sophomore year, I was applying to a lot of different internships and seminars and opportunities, and I ended up applying to this FLAME program probably towards the end of the year in uh, of that 2007. But then I never heard from them. I didn't get any email back or any congratulations. So I went a majority of the uh, my time throughout even the beginning of the summer not knowing what happened to the application. Then one day, in probably early summer, I got a call from the United States Olympic Committee letting me know that not only did I get accepted to the program, that they wanted my documentation so I can come to their offices uh, two weeks from now. At that point in time, I was in California visiting my mother, and they had sent that packet of information to my home in Pennsylvania. So over the course of literally two days, I had to go back and forth with my dad to give me the paperwork, the fax to California, and then for me to fill in the information to fax it to the United States Olympic Committee for me to be onboarded and be available to go. So long story short, I was able to make it and go to Colorado Springs. However, it was a close call. If they didn't call me, I would never have gotten that opportunity. And sometimes, usually, the best opportunities come out of nowhere and out of the blue, which I can definitely uh, come to this particular experience. When it comes to tips and tricks for traveling to Colorado Springs, similar to other podcasts I did so far this season, unfortunately, I wasn't able to tour the city how I wanted to. Most of our time was spent at the Olympic Center. So I can't really recommend a lot of different tips and tricks for you to take advantage of in your travels to Colorado Springs because I just didn't have those particular connections, or experiences. However, I would have one tip 
you to understand when traveling to Colorado Springs, and it's the high altitude. The city is over 6,000 feet high, one mile above sea level, and you can definitely tell the difference when you're walking around if you're not used to that particular elevation. There are times in which I was walking up some stairs that I got winded. Uh, There are times also I got a little more dehydrated than I would normally be, as well as sometimes your digestive system has a while to kind of acclimate to the high altitude. So if that is a particular issue when you're traveling, make sure you bring medication to kind of level out the high altitude and just drink more water and just be more hydrated and understand that it might take you a little bit more winded in order to get it from A to B. Yeah, those are that's basically the only tip I can think of going to Colorado Springs. And my I hope to go another time to give you more. But if that's one thing I definitely will recommend is to understand that you're entering to a high altitude area, which makes sense because this would be a perfect training ground for Olympic athletes to get their stamina as well as their their uh exercising as best as possible being at high altitude. There are many moments that I enjoyed during my travels to Colorado Springs. From going to the Garden of the Gods, being a part of in-depth seminars that taught all of us leadership skills we would use in our future careers, and being treated just like an Olympic athlete with near full access to the facility was something I'll never forget. However, out of all the stories I think of when it comes to my travels to Colorado Springs and the Olympic Center... It was the afternoon we all spent training with the Olympic boxing team. Before I go into the story, I kind of wanted to add a little bit more color to what the Flame program is and its importance to a lot of us that were part of the program. The program was meant to bring in diverse and underrepresented peoples interested in entering the sports management careers for a three-day, two-night seminar teaching leadership techniques, sports industry knowledge, as well as prepare people to potentially obtain internships or full-time offers with the United States Olympic Committee the next summer. It was made even better that was being structured by the United States Olympic Committee, one of the best, if not the best, athletic organization in the world. For the 20 of us, It was an honor just to be invited and thought of as a real upcoming leader to an organization that is the lead in sports and amateur athletics. The weekend was filled with seminars, tours of the facility, gala events, outdoor activities, as well as meet and greets with athletes, executives, and our own peer groups. As well, the center holds sports such as fencing, wrestling, as well as boxing, which I want to talk about later, and many other sports. The fame program and me being a part of it really gave me the confidence and inspiration, not only in my abilities to be in the sports world, but my ability to recognize that I have what it takes to be successful in my young career. It was one of the most impactful things that happened in my life at that point in time, and it still impacts me to this day. Now, let me go more into the story 
of how I was able to train and throw a couple punches with the Olympic boxing team. I believe it was our second day at the Olympic Center, and normally the group would get up around 7 a.m. to take a shower, get dressed, and go get breakfast uh, downstairs in the main dining hall where all the athletes would come and have their meals for the day. And as you can imagine, the food was amazing. It was tasty, healthy, and it was fresh. Like, this is the food that is fueling our best athletes in the world. And as to eat some of that is probably the best food I had probably my whole entire life. And when we would go downstairs and would meet, because in our dorms we have a roommate or two, and a lot of us were speaking with one another. We got along easily well, only being around each other for two or three days. And I think our passion for sports and our recognition that we are in the Olympic center was something we were all still shocked that we got the opportunity to be a part of. And to get around, too, we had uh, IDs that had Olympic Center in our, our picture as well. So it was official. We had uh, we were, could access to the village that was there. And then we were going to our seminars back and forth. We normally would carry a book bag, which was an official Olympic book bag. They gave us uh, a hat. They gave us additional swag. So they really made us feel like we were important people here for the two or three days that we were there. Unfortunately, a lot of the items in that swag bag were lost due to me coming back from California to back to school and my bag being lost at the Dallas airport while I was flying American Airlines. That's a story for another day, but uh, I'm sad that a lot of that swag was lost because of uh, a lost bag. So after breakfast, uh, our program lead uh, for the day decides to take us on a tour around the entire facility just to get us a taste of what the facility kind of looked like and what sports that we had within the program. I was able to take pictures and do other things as well, but they also said they had a surprise for us at the end of our tour. So we toured, we saw the main offices, we saw the dorm areas, as well as a number of the gyms where the athletes were practicing. So we saw some wrestling, we saw some judo, uh, we went to a fencing area and they showed us a little bit of their training. So we saw a, a decent amount of sports and a lot of sports in a, a very confined area, but enough space to really have their individuality. However, the highlight, specifically for me as a fan of the sport, was at the end when they brought us into a room and we saw a boxing ring uh, in the middle of the room. And our leader had said, well, this is a surprise. You guys going to have a official training session with the Olympic boxing team. And I was super stoked because not only am I a big fan of boxing, because I know Floyd Mayweather, he was uh, getting kind of big at that point in time. And my interest in boxing had come back. Uh, but, you know, I can you know, show them a couple of my skills since I learned while I was in Philadelphia. So the the main coach kind of brought us together, introduced us to all the boxers that were there, and, as well as uh, told us the history of boxing and how the team might perform for that upcoming year. And then after that, he said, hey, time for you guys to, to, to train a little bit and see if we can uh, get your skills up. So previously... Our uh, leader had told us to wear some very flexible exercise clothes, but we didn't know it would be for this. So 
he had brought us through some some boxing drills, some shadow boxing drills. Uh, he had taught some people that know how to punch, how to how to punch, at doing some shadow boxing. We also did some footwork drills to make sure our footwork was right when we're coming to and from a particular competitor. And then towards the end, we all got a, a little bit of experience of not only hitting the uh, punching bag, uh, which was pretty big and heavy at that point in time, but also we put on some gloves to do the punching bag. And we also some some practice on the speed bag, which it looks a lot more harder uh, than it looks. Uh, and then at the end, I think we all just got into the ring and just, you know, let's, let's toyed around a little bit. We didn't really box. We just you know, walked around it and just got the feel of what it was to be in the ring. And then lastly, we all uh, took a, a group picture with one another, obviously with all of our hands up, pretending, you know, we're, we're, we just won a big time fight. Uh, so it, it, was, it was a great experience throwing some punches around and feeling that you're being trained by a, an Olympic boxing coach in which... There's probably hundreds and thousands of people in the country that want to have that opportunity to be coached by someone like that. And we got it just uh, as an afternoon treat for us. And it was also great to listen and understand the personal stories of a lot of the boxers that were there. And they lived and breathed boxing for multiple different years. A lot of these people, you know, under the age of 19 or 20 years old and to see that their dreams and their futures were just ahead of them to not only compete at the Olympics, but pro aspirations after that, to be inspired by where they came from and where they're going to be and who they could be was something that inspired me as well. So it was a great opportunity to uh, meet with those guys and girls and really understand uh, uh, the importance of boxing it was to their life. So yeah, that was basically the story of our time training with the uh, the U.S. boxing team. Uh, throughout the rest of that day, I think we, we toured a little more of the facility, and then we actually went out and visited uh, the Garden of the Gods, which I'll talk about a little bit earlier, and uh, just toured more of the outdoor facilities that were there. But uh, And then I think, remember, that later that night, we were all relaxing. I remember we were chilling in the, the cafeteria and watching... Uh, the NBA Finals, there was the one where Paul Pierce had uh, hurt himself and had to be wheelchaired back into the locker room. So I, I remember that game vividly with all the people that were there, us watching it and being hyped for the game. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the overall story that really comes to mind in my time in Colorado Springs training with the Olympic boxing team. And it was a great experience and it it uh, it put perspective on where I've come from and where I could be in the future and having opportunities come to me of this nature. And I have to truly thank, as I said earlier, uh, the importance of education and how those doors can open for you with that education, but also really finding a passion and really delving into that passion and seeing the opportunities that come from it. So, yep, that's the story. When it comes to places and locations to go to in Colorado Springs, as I said earlier, I only went to a few places outside of the Olympic Center to get the true Colorado Springs experience. However, here are some attractions I did go to or I do recommend going to if you do decide to travel to Colorado Springs. 
The first and one I truly enjoyed, it was one of the hallmarks of the trip, was going to the Garden of the Gods Visitor and Nature Center. It's an immaculate rock structure of uh, the landscape of Colorado Springs. It's very beautiful, picturesque. You can do hiking, biking. It's it's it's, it's immaculate area. It's uh, the park is a unique biological melting pot uh, when it comes to grasslands of the Great Plains. Meet the pinyon juniper woodlands characteristics of the American Southwest and merge with mountain forests up to 14,000-foot Pikes Peak and the American Mountains. So there's so much things you can do there. I definitely recommend going there. Another place I recommend going to is obviously the U.S. Olympic uh, and Paralympic Museums. Uh, We toured there when we were staying at the Olympic Center, and it's a fantastic view of the history of the United States within the Olympics with with artifacts, uh, great videos of stories of, of, of trials and tribulations of, of the athletes, uh, as well as merchandise if you want to buy, souvenirs. It's a great place to really understand the history of the United States and their presence in the Olympics. And also, Colorado Springs is more of an outdoorsy city than others I've went to. So and there's hiking, there's biking. There's whitewater rafting, uh, going through different canyons and hiking. So uh, Colorado Springs is definitely a very outdoorsy place, but there's also plenty of museums and also other cultural centers if you want to get that particular uh, experience as well. So those are kind of the, the places and locations I recommend going to Colorado Springs. And I look forward to uh, making another trip there one day and really take advantage of the outdoor activities that are available there. Thanks for listening to this episode of Traveling on Lime Kiln Pike and my Olympic adventures to Colorado Springs. It was a great experience at 20 years old, and I met a lot of great young people that would eventually do fantastic and big things in the sports world. It was my first of many experiences I had, which I was very blessed to be a part of due to my education and my passion for media and sports. And lastly, if you do decide to travel, make sure you bring a pal. Talk to you soon.